a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I'm back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? And for those of you who hadn't heard the first episodes of this series, I will recap. These are like my favorite episodes. As you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you have heard me coaching people live on this podcast with my Coaching with Kimmy episodes. And I also have a ton of clients who I send off into the world after coaching with them. And it's so amazing and rewarding when I hear countless success stories. In fact, I just had one hot off the press come in last night um, of a client that I worked with who just announced that she got married and she's pregnant. And so you know, while those are fun for me, I like to bring on real live people to tell their success story and just like how their life has improved and often how they find love. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes to inspire and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them, whether that is on a podcast or working with them over time as clients. So I hope you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that success can happen to you too. And it all starts with a call. And so today I am bringing on a beautiful woman who actually heard me on another podcast and she started listening to my podcast and decided to hop on a free call as I always offer here to explore ideas of how she could date without getting in her own way. And here's the thing, like she decided after the first phone call to invest in coaching with me because she realized she needed some direction and just, you know, how how to date and how to like help her get out of her own way. She had tried other forms of coaching. She did some therapy. And while they were helpful, she knew that there were other things she needed that were outside of just talking and overanalyzing to death her issues to move into action. And overall, she had a hard time balancing her life. She overanalyzed everything and was completely baffled how to exude and own her feminine energy. And she knew there were things she needed to work on, such as putting herself first, flirting, being more sexy, confident, and expressing her feelings, which all contributed to her feeling just paralyzed with dating. And some other things we uncovered, like she would second guess herself a lot. She had a lot of limiting beliefs. There tended to be a lack of chemistry when things, and then just things just wouldn't progress. And she knew she was somewhat stiff and not open, especially when she liked someone. So After doing a ton of reflection and work on herself, and she really did the work, which of course included getting her a whole new sexy wardrobe, which we'll talk about, she has learned to express herself, gain her sexy confidence, set boundaries, and feel more relaxed and balanced. But I'll let her tell you the rest. Welcome, Haley. Hey, Kimmy. Thank you so much for having me. It was so cool to kind of hear that that journey. I know. Isn't that wild? And and that's why also we were talking off air about this, why I do these, because you forget, you forget where you were and how far you become, especially when you're just kind of focused and doing the work, you know, in little chunks. But when you look back, you, you realize how much you've grown and 
and you certainly have. So anyway, no, I'd love for you to just kind of, I mean, that was my version, but I would love for you to share with everyone just how was life before? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, so when I started listening to your podcast and just really resonated with a lot like of your style and just, you seemed really like authentic and genuine. And I liked what you had to say. And I, at the time, at that point in my life, so I really felt like this urgency and pressure to kind of find the person. Like I'm in mm-hmm. my late thirties, a lot of my siblings, a lot of my family friends are got, you know, got married at a pretty young age. And I just felt like a limiting belief, you know, time is running out. And I just had this like kind of low level anxiety or, you know, pressure to like hurry up and and do the, get the, get the guy, so to speak. And I really, you know, I've, I've been in uh, two serious relationships and then what feels like a lot of just, you know, kind of three dates, three months. And I just really started to dread kind of like that whole dating process. And like, like you said, I had tried other forms of coaching before and, and therapy. And it just was like, you're right. Like I was just in my head and I wanted to let go of that, let go of the expectations and let go of like worrying about what might happen and just really drop in and be more present and grounded and just enjoy the whole process more. And yeah, so that's, you know, and I, again, like what resonated um, with me and listening to you was just kind of your background as both like a therapist and a coach. Cause I knew you could help me really like identify some of those limiting beliefs and patterns and then really step into like the, the experiential component of it and help me get out of my own head and, and put things into practice. And um, it's just been such a fulfilling, just eye-opening journey. And hmm. uh, yeah, so that was a little bit about kind of where I was and yeah. why I wanted to work with you. Yeah, no, that's so awesome. And like, do you remember that girl that I described? <laughs> like, when, you know, the feelings that you were like, what was kind of your, your experiences when you would go on dates and how would like being in your head affect you and, you know, just kind of more the emotions. Cause that is actually meta to what we were really working on. It was the feelings. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, like I said, I didn't really enjoy the process and it kind of felt more just like robotic. Like I was just yeah. kind of going through the motions and it was just kind of like, I was, I was going through the motions and I felt like I was quote unquote, like trying, but not like, it just wasn't fun. The chemistry just like, wasn't there. And then I still kind of had these beliefs of like, it was just kind of like another example of like, see, it's not, it's not happening. Like it's not going to happen. Like, so I had these kind of like overarching beliefs that, um, like I, I, I guess I was aware of, but it was like, it never, it didn't really feel like I didn't know what to do about it. And I just, I think that showed up definitely. And like how I was showing up on dates and just like in my everyday life, um, and in a lot of different relationships, like I just had this belief of like, you know, it's, it's not like a, it was a scarcity mindset of like, yeah. it's not, it's not going to happen <laughs> type of yeah. thing. And I knew I needed to shift that because I, because I knew it wasn't true. Like I, I guess deep down, but it just, I needed, I needed that to shift. Oh my God. And it was, it, it's like a loop that you were caught in. And I, I see this happen all the time is, you know, there's some fears and patterns that existed and we uncovered that too, that, you know, you will almost make yourself right with your mm-hmm. limiting beliefs because of the fears of whatever that is. And um, I think that's such an easy thing to get caught up in. And so it's like, what you want is also what you fear. And there's this like rubber band effect, you know? And so you'd get a little bit, you know, and progress a little bit. And then bing, it would like 
set you back and say, see, I was right. You know? Um, and I think a lot of times we self-sabotage and, and I, and I know that that was stuff that was kind of cool. I, I remember and I would love for you to talk about some of those powerful sessions we had where we were talking about your family and upbringing and how that all tied in. Yeah. Yeah. I, so one of the things that I uncovered, we uncovered early on in working together was the feelings portion, like you said, and Uh (laughs) I, you know, kind of growing up, I, like, I, I realized like I got a lot of my like self-worth and like love around achieving or doing, but not so much in like how I was being or like really expressing my feelings. And Mm -hmm. I felt like, we, you know, help you help me discover that really like feelings were not encouraged or welcomed, I guess. And if I did have big feelings, like it wasn't well received. And so I would show up. So like I would in my family dynamic, and I can still kind of see this today, but I'm more aware of it now is yeah. Yeah. I like I, when I go into the room, it's like, I would kind of observe and see how everybody else is feeling and what the mood is, if it was happy or if it was more tense or, and then I would adjust how I was based off of the room. And so you really helped me, you know, with just different exercises, help me, I even like understand or become aware, like specifically what I was feeling and Mm -hmm. being able to speak that. And, you know, is this what I want to be feeling? And can I, like, how can I shift? And, um, that was super helpful for me because that that was really a big step in helping me create healthy boundaries. Yeah. And I don't even think I like connected those dots at the time, but I realized just like that work and identifying how I was feeling and then being able to articulate that was so huge for me. That was a really big shift. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that really stood out. No, it was, it was really powerful. And, and just um, seeing you connect the dots with that And, you know, it's like one thing to have an understanding, but it's another to see how it's playing out in your life and having that awareness when things happen. And to your point, I think what was happening with the overanalyzing was that there was this reactive dating that you were doing rather than being proactive. So you would hesitate, wait to see what other people would think and feel, and then you react you know, and what it was really empowering to, for you to say, and I know it's still a journey, right? Like things never happen overnight, but the fact that you're stopping yourself and you're, you're jumping more, like I see that. And we'll talk about our, our recent in, in-person experience with it. But um, yeah, like I think often too, when you're so concerned about what others think and feel, you almost lose even what you feel too. Like, I think even just inherently, like you were starting to say, Hey, wait, I don't like this. I feel sad. I feel angry. You know, like just those Mm -hmm. fundamental skills. Yes. 100%. I mean, that, that is, that is so accurate. And it was, it's cool. Cause I'm starting, like, as I've gone on some dates, like I'm starting to, like, I, I can sense if like, Oh, like it doesn't, like, I may be perceiving that they're not be, they may not be seemingly to be interested in my story, but like, I'm like, well, you know what, I'm going to slow down and I'm not going to try to, you know, speed up my story. I'm just gonna like, not let that bother me. And just, I'm going to enjoy telling my story and like letting that be okay. And not being so like concerned with how I think that they're perceiving me. And, uh, that's really, it's like a freeing place to be. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and I think also what you were doing is you were falsely assuming what mm. other people were thinking and, yeah. you know, right. Cause you, I mean, early on pre-programming in your family system, you were left to guess what was happening. Right. And so if no one's talking about what's happening, <laughs> of course you're just left to guess. But now like what you just said is a really good example. You might be sharing a story or coming across a certain way. And then you might see a look on his face and then you falsely hypothesize what you think he's reacting to, but maybe he got something in his teeth. Maybe <laughs> like he just started <laughs> thinking about something, you know? And, yeah. and so rather than assuming the notion is what you just said, you keep going, you own your story. You, you're like really confident within your skin. And if you see something, you just ask about it, say, Oh, did I lose you? You know, instead of just saying, oh my God, he's not interested. I'm going to shut up. And I think it's those moments that are so crucial as now you're getting into the dating thing. So it's, that's awesome to hear. Yes. Yes. And it, I love like hearing that kind of reflected back to me. It's um, what, yes, 100% true. <laughs> yeah. And okay. We have to talk about your sexy confidence because, oh my <laughs> God, like visually and just like, let's just talk about your the style and the wardrobes thing. Yes. I, and I have to tell you another story too. I haven't told you yet, but I, yes, with the style and I, I love this ask this part of, of your coaching methodology. Cause I, I, you know, have had like friends and family help me like with some dressing. And I was like, I, I think I have a pretty decent wardrobe, but um, you helped me like through that process realize, no, I had, I definitely had some room to improve. <laughs> <clears throat> and so like one of the things that you helped me with and just kind of, I really just got a whole new wardrobe kind of going through your process. And, and honestly, it was a little uncomfortable for me at first because it was yes. more like form fitting than I was used to, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. And I felt more kind of like seen more so like than I, I didn't, I don't think I even realized that I was kind of hiding behind some of my clothes, clothes oh, choices. Yeah. And so as I started wearing more of these like clothes that were more flattering and form fitting and people like men started noticing me differently and interacting with me differently. And I was like, Ooh, this is, this is interesting. Like I could tell like this big shift. And like I said, at first it was a little like uncomfortable, but I'm starting to started to really feel into that more. And it feels good. Like it feels, um, I do feel more of that sexy, confident and, it, uh, yeah, it was, it was a big, like we talked about like a big energy, like it just, yeah. it was new energy and it felt really good. And so I've, um, really enjoyed kind of just like paying attention a little bit more to my style and my hair and makeup. And, um, you know, last week before we had our, our one-on-one, I had my coaching retreat and one of the coaches, we just had like one of like a, a mixer and one of the coaches was like, I just love your style. Have you ever thought <gasps> about doing like a, a, a photo shoot for your coaching website? And oh I was like, God. Oh my gosh, nobody oh my gosh. ever said that to me before. And I and I told her told her about you and your um oh. your coaching and everything. Cause I was like, can you help me with my style? So that was a cool um experience too. Oh my god. No, I didn't know that. That is so <laughs> well, I remember seeing, you know, because we did the virtual makeover first and you uploaded all your pictures into the closet. And I remember looking at you and like, this girl is so hot and she does not know it. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> your point, like you were you were so hiding and just 
not even like you didn't wear like big clothes necessarily. It was just dull and kind of conservative. Mm-hmm. And you have such a rockin' body. You're so gorgeous. And I think that, you know, the sexy confidence is is something where you're really owning yourself. So no matter what weight or how old you are or whatever that is, it's looking in the mirror and not only seeing it, but really allowing people to see it. And and I think you were hiding. I think you there were some fears around people really, or men really seeing you in that way. Would you say that? It's true. Or? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, 100%. And um, yeah, so it was just, I, I think kind of going through that process too, and just still leaning into that discomfort and still putting myself out there. Like it gets, you know, it gets easier and I, you know, you make I make things worse in my head than it really is. And just, it's just kind of like the more you do it and the little more baby steps I was taking with it, like it's, it becomes more natural. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Were there any other like skills you gained in working together? I mean, obviously you're, you're, you're saying them already, but I, I didn't know if there was other things you wanted to share that was really helpful for you. Yeah, I think, and I mean, we can kind of talk about this too, like as my, like with our, with our one-on-one coach, uh, coaching experience mm-hmm. recently, but I think also what really has stuck out with me too is, is like, as you, t- as you teach, like gamifying things Oh yeah. and it was really, cause that's really where I, cause I'm just kind of naturally or I guess more so like in the serious side of things mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. I'm working on being more intentional with play and having more fun and, you know, what does that look like? And so, you know, and, and you've, I've heard you talk about this on your podcast podcast before in different, um, and, and just our coaching, just as far as how to gamify it. But I think really being like having that like live in-person experience at the mm-hmm. hotel bar and like kind of seeing you model it. And then also seeing like you giving me feedback and giving me ways of like how to do that. Like, you know, don't just give them, you know, your, your, what you do for a living and your name, like be playful. And this is how you can do that. And, um, it, and that in itself just like instantly shifts your energy. And it's so, it's just, it's fun. It's more mm-hmm. fun, you know, and I can mm-hmm. see how I can just incorporate that more in my day-to-day life. And so, um, so doing that, and then also like we've talked about like me taking improv classes, has been, yes. I've only taken two, but that has been amazing just to help me like get out of my head, get be more present, be in my body and just be silly and not care if it's good or, or whatever. And just like, I leave those classes just feeling like, I was like, oh my, that is so much fun. Like it's kind of nervous. I, I get nervous and like, I don't know if I, you know, but something comes out and it's like, it, it works, you know, or it doesn't work mm-hmm. and that's okay. <laughs> like, yes. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. And like, because I think a part of the hesitation before is like, you're worried about what other people not only think and feel, but you know, you're worried about the rejection or not doing it right or having it be perfect, you know, and that can be really paralyzing. And as you're learning to just jump, whether it's improv or, you know, being more aware of just you know, telling a story, not caring what the guy thinks, like all of those things put you in that empowerment state. And, and it's, it's where your confidence lives. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I know I, I want to talk about our recent experience because that was really fun to see. And the way that you and I set up the coaching is we had our phone coaching first and, and this was kind of your culmination. And I know like 
you know, there's always still things to, to learn as we continue on, but um, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, so I was really excited of course to see you and meet you in person, but before, before the actual experience, I, you know, one of my friends was asking me, like, are you excited for the the flirting and the dating? And I was like, not really. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things, like, again, like kind of build up in your head more. And it was actually a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And I was, you know, a little nervous at first because it was like, oh, my coach is watching me flirt. And it was like kind of, but it was a very, like, I feel like I was able to kind of quickly shift and just kind of get into it. And really in that, that process kind of really work on asserting myself. Um, and there was, you know, a cute guy and a, and a girl at the bar. And so it was just really cool to kind of see, and you pointed this out, like how to really make this a really engaging, um, energetic, like experience and, um, it just didn't work in kind of talking with them and, and talking with the bartender and mm-hmm. just, it was a really cool, uh, kind of moment throughout and, just learning some ways to, again, make the conversation lighter, not give too much. Um, and I was really more focused on like inserting myself or asserting myself in the conversation. And yeah. it was funny, like at the end, I mean, you, and you gave me the feedback and I really appreciated you were like, yeah, but you didn't really flirt. <laughs> and like, <laughs> um, like these are some things like, you know, nonverbal things that you can do. And these are some ways that you can, you know, like, instead of just, this is my name or this is what I do. Like you can, well, guess my name or, you know, what do you think I do for a living? Like, um, and just kind of go back and forth from that standpoint. And then, you know, just approaching it, like from a curiosity state of mind and mm-hmm. and just going for it and just whatever happens is, is great. And then just kind of go from there. And I think that was, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I really, like, I really enjoyed that whole experience. And I think it was helpful too, for me in particular to have that experience versus just talking about it. Yes. Um, so that was a very valuable part of our coaching together. So yes, I, so I did enjoy good. it in the I'm end. I'm so glad we <laughs> captured the moment too, with a picture. So if you're, you listening, you want to, uh, look on the social media, we have a, <laughs> a picture of the, of our little group that we had that day. Well, and what was funny too, is, and I think we talked about this after how we also like think about people around us and we make assumptions on who they are. And like that, that tall, big guy, like never in a million years, would you think he was who he was? Right. And he ended up being awesome. Right. The yeah. that first impression stage where you might stop and say, Oh no, he's not going to be the person to talk to, or I could never like him or, you know, whatever the conversation's are in your head. And as you can see, when you just jump and you go for it, you never know the connections you made. And he ended up buying us all the drinks. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, that's, that's, that's totally true. That was a very, um, true point for me. I, yeah, I made assumptions and then it was like, wow, this is actually a really like good conversation. It was fun. And I never would have guessed that, um, the stories and everything that Mm -hmm. came out would have happened the way that it did. And, uh, yeah, so that's a, yeah, very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Haley, this is, it's just so beautiful to watch your transformation. And we were talking off air about this. Like it was fun for me to review where you were then and where you are now. And I know it's just going to keep 
going and growing and, you know, you're on the path and your excitement around it is what is so exciting for me. Cause like you said, you used to dread this, you, you hated it, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and now, now you're like excited by it. And that mood shift, the mentality is really exciting. Yes. Oh my gosh, for sure. And I, um, I do want to add like two other things that were that were pretty huge for me that I oh, was please. remembering. Yes. Um, one about boundaries and one about just being like fun and playful. Um, I'll do the little bit heavier one first and then I'll end on the playful one. Yeah, but yeah. um talking about the feelings and all of that work, um, one of the things that I this was like so liberating and kind of freeing for me was setting a healthy boundary with my mom. Oh, I'm so glad you're sharing this. Yes. <laughs> and um I you know, and like, so when I'm with my parents, like they'll often ask me, you know, are you, who are you dating? Are you meeting anybody interesting? And that's always been really just triggering for, for me. And I got really defensive when my parents asked me, cause it felt like I hadn't achieved the thing yet. And so I, um, it, it was just a triggering moment for me. And, but through working with you, Kimmy and kind of self-reflecting, I was able to, like, when she asked me that question, I was able to respond instead of react. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just said, I know, like, mom, I know this is not your intention at all, but, you know, when you ask me this, I, it feels like I'm not good enough for you and where I am today. And I'm like, I know that's work that I've got to work on, but I just want you to know that's, that's how it feels when you ask me that question. And I know that's not what you mean, but what I just really need is for you now, just to not ask me that question and just know that, you know, when I am with somebody that I'm excited about, I will tell you. And that actually was so freeing for me. I actually felt um, really empowered and actually more connected with my mom than I have been in a long time. And she had no idea that's, that's how Mm. it was making me feel. And so that was just a really like empowering, freeing moment. I'm like this, I love this. And I, and I think the feeling work that we did Mm -hmm. really helped me be, be even able to articulate that. Um, so that was really huge for me. It's so amazing. Wait, if I could just comment before you go to the next point, what you just said just now, we have it here on the recording, the way you told that story, there was so much feeling in there. <laughs> like, mm, I don't even know if you yeah. like were aware of it as you were just saying it out loud. You just said a bunch of feeling words. And so I just, I I want you to recognize that. And it's so connected. And I know you listening can like really feel how impactful it was for you, Haley. That's, that's, that, that was just so awesome. You demonstrated what you've learned. Oh, yes. And it was natural. Like I I didn't even, yeah, I wasn't even thinking about it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I just started it right there. So cool. And you, you mentioned there was something else you wanted to share. Yeah. I, so one of the things that I like have wanted to do, so I'm in Nashville and like, you know, karaoke is kind of a big thing and for, and I love music and I love singing, but I have always been scared and nervous to do karaoke publicly. And like for years, I've like built this up in my head and it's like, I need to do it. I need to do it. And um, so before, like the weekend before I came down um, to LA, I just went out with some friends, wasn't even planning to do karaoke, but I was just in this state of like, actually our mutual friend, Allie was like, oh, we're doing it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we're doing it. And um, yeah. And I, I got up there on, you know, downtown Nashville on Broadway and sang um, a Garth Brooks song. And oh it, I gosh. like, it was so much fun. And I like 
totally didn't even like, I was like, why did I build this up so much? Like it was, it wasn't even that bad. Like, um, they didn't discover me yet, but you know, maybe that's, <laughs> I don't expect to be discovered on for my singing. But, um, <laughs> right. That wasn't, but it was fun. Like it was just yeah. good to, I'm like, okay, yes. Like that's, that's awesome. So that wow. was also kind of, kind of big for me. Just, you know, how was happy. that big for you? No, cause I, I know how, why, but I'm just for people listening. Yeah. Well, I think it was just, well, like being seen and heard and not being good enough. Like I was like, I I need to, you know, be good at this and being seen, being the center of attention on, in something that I'm not good at was like, "Mm, I don't, I don't know that I like that, but I just looked around the room and I was like, nobody cares. Like, and everybody's having fun. So I'm just going to get up there and have fun and that's okay. (laughs) Like, yeah, that was big for me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The You are, you're being seen, you're being heard, especially right here on this podcast. And it's just gonna, it's just gonna continue. So how cool. And I love the stories and the emotions as you're like talking about all this. It just makes me so <laughs> proud of you. Um, anyway, you know, it says we end, I, I wonder, cause you know, a lot, a lot of times people listen to this is like, oh my gosh, I want to be like that. Or how can I get over myself? And what would you say to people who are maybe thinking about doing coaching, but they're not quite sure they're having a hard time, like pulling the trigger, like what helped you? Oh yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think, um, I guess just being a coach myself and, but then also just really, I knew, I knew something needed to change and I knew I needed somebody that has like your expertise and that I resonated with, that I could feel comfortable and safe with expressing my story and my pain points that, um, also knew what they were talking about and could put, hold me accountable to make small changes. Um, cause I never felt like anything that we did was like unattainable or too big. Like they were right. just in small enough chunks that I was like, okay, I can, can do this. And, um, so I think, I mean, I, I have like definitely hundred percent, like if you're on the fence, just try it and just, you know, sign up for the discovery call and just see if you're a good fit. And I mean, I don't regret it. I, I, I mean, it was very impactful in my life and, um, yes, I, I would just say, just do it. (laughs) Just do it. As Nike says. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe I'll get a sponsor out of that. No. (laughs) Um, anyway, Haley, thank you so much. And actually you have a podcast too. I'd love for you, like any parting words and please like share with the listeners how they can listen to you too. Oh, thanks. Give me. Yeah. So I have a podcast called the empowered adventurer podcast. So it's a help. It's helping people get outside so they can grow inside and just live their best adventure inspired life. Um, so yeah, so I'm on Apple and Spotify and, and all the, all the places. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see your next adventure and where everything takes you next. And I, and I hope that you listening was, were inspired too. Cause it, like I always tell people, everybody's success story is different. It doesn't mean that you get the boyfriend or you get the girlfriend. I mean, just finding yourself, finding love for yourself is like the greatest love that there can be. And from there, who knows what can happen, right? Yes, for 100%. Okay. Well, thanks, Haley. Thanks, Kimmy. 
And thank you for joining me today. You listening, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com, to see more ways I can help you learn how to date smarter, not harder, maybe get out of your head too, and attract the right kind of love. Just hop on a call with me by clicking on the link you see in the show description. And who knows, maybe you will be the next success story like Haley on my podcast after your first call. Remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.